What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Social DJ Podcast. My name is Justin the DJ, and welcome to episode one. A little bit about what this podcast is going to include. Um, basically, it's a podcast for DJs and event professionals or, or anybody who wants to gain more traction for their business. Um, the goal is to help you guys succeed on social media and showcase your work to potential clients or people looking to purchase your products or anything like that, help you guys exist in the digital age and bring the social back into social media. A little bit about me before we get started. My name is Justin Stringfellow. I go by Justin the DJ. Um, I'm a private event DJ based in Dallas, Texas. And uh, you know, I mostly do weddings, corporate events, school events, a couple bars and club events here and there. Um, I actually started DJing back in 2012. Um, I went to a music festival here in Dallas and saw this pretty, pretty big DJ, uh, by the name of Flux Pavilion. Um, at the time he was a, a big, uh, dubstep drum and bass, um, sort of artist, um, pretty influential at the time and was really impressed at how well he was able to blend some of my favorite songs together. And it really inspired me to try DJing for myself. Um, at the time, I was already familiar with editing software like Final Cut Pro, Ableton, and, and stuff like that. Um, so I actually started DJing um, on Ableton <laughs> with this little mixer and these launch pads. Um, I was able to queue up the songs with the pads. It was super cool. But what was really cool was it uh, it actually quantized the songs automatically, so I was able to focus a lot on how to blend the songs properly, focus on mixing songs in key, um, and starting my music's library off um, from scratch. And so, you know, I DJed on Ableton for about a year or so, did a couple school events here and there, and uh, eventually switched over to using Serato in a typical DJ setup after that. And really from that point, I started to take DJing a little more seriously and not just as a hobby. Um, you know, at the time I was in school, I was at UNT um, for a degree in radio, television, and film. Um, I was mega broke. I was working at restaurants. I think at one time I worked at AutoZone for a little bit. Um, and, you know, I was looking for job opportunities that involved DJing, that involved music or anything in that realm. And I, I found LaForce Entertainment from a Craigslist ad, um, of all things. Um, and they were looking for lighting techs and DJ assistants. And uh, they brought me on as a DJ assistant for uh, LaForce's owner, Glenn. And he taught me a ton when it comes to DJing at weddings um, and the ins and outs of being a wedding DJ. Um, after about a year of being at LaForce, I started doing my own events, um, doing my own weddings, corporate events, school events, um, really taking all that on, on my own, which was super awesome. And after a few years of, of this, of course, I was bringing better equipment to my events. I was getting a ton of experience as these events, at these events as a DJ, um, and, in turn, that, that meant increasing my rates year after year, just like every DJ should. Um, was trying to find a way to differentiate myself from all the other DJs that we have at LaForce. Um, for context, we have about 30 DJs on our team. 
Um, they all have their different experience and skill sets, um, and that comes with their own price points as well. You know, the issue with increasing your rate from time to time, it can lead to a decrease in the amount of events that you book. Um, and when I first was starting out and increasing my rate, it was something that I definitely noticed. Um, you know, the, the way that we do it at our company is that um, we ask the clients for their music taste, their style, their budget, and then LaForce will give them all the DJs that fit that criteria. Um, and it creates kind of like a free market within LaForce, some friendly competition, if you will, um, gives the clients the opportunity to pick the perfect DJ for their event. So if a client comes up with a $2,000 budget, um, they're going to get all the $2,000 DJs, um, but they also might see some of the $1,500 DJs, some lighting options that we have, um, and all that kind of stuff. You know, I wanted to find a way to make more of these clients choose a more experienced and higher priced DJ rather than somebody who's cheaper. You know what I mean? Make it to where clients didn't care about the price. They just wanted you to be their DJ. Like it didn't matter how much it cost. Um, and this led me towards my journey with social media. I started posting online um, around the beginning of 2018, I want to say. Um, mostly photos on Instagram. And at the time, Instagram was a pure photo app. Like they did not have the Reels feature. They didn't, they didn't care about video hardly. Um, so I was posting photos of my DJ setups. I was posting photos that I might have gotten from photographers of me DJing at weddings or me being on the microphone as an MC. Um, I posted a couple videos here and there of me DJing, of course. Um, you know, the goal was to create additional sources of info for clients um, to see when they're looking for a DJ at their event. You know, whenever somebody wanted to see more content of me DJing at weddings, or if they asked for a sample mix or anything like that, I would just send them straight to my Instagram because it had everything that they needed. You know, after posting for a few weeks, um, I noticed something interesting. My Instagram photos were actually doing pretty well. I was getting thousands of likes and impressions, even though I only had a couple thousand followers. I wasn't really sure what was going on or why my posts were getting seen by so many people. Um, so I checked the analytics of my posts and it said that I was getting a ton of views from hashtags. And so I went into the hashtags and you can see all the photos that are that are being shown in those hashtags. And I saw some of mine, but I also saw a bunch of other, um, other DJs photos. Um, and honestly, they weren't necessarily the best. Um, they were kind of grainy, they had bad lighting, they weren't framed right or overall just wasn't a good photo. Um, and I realized that DJs as a whole are not really the best when it comes to creating content on social media. Um, and no offense to all my DJs that are, um, but it just seems as a whole, there seems to be um, a lack in DJ content overall, especially at the time in 2018. And so from that point, I really ran with it. Um, I was posting super consistently on Instagram like four or five times a week. Um, I was gaining a ton of followers, getting a ton of leads from potential clients, um, and everything was great. But more importantly, it was giving me a huge advantage over some of the other DJs at LaForce. You know, when clients had to choose between a DJ that has a ton of content to look at or examples of them DJing or showing what it would look like 
to have them as their DJ at their wedding versus a DJ with no content, nothing whatsoever to show. Who do you think are they going to pick? Who are they going to have at their wedding? And this leads us to the point of this entire podcast and specifically the topic for our first episode, start existing on social media. Being an active member of any social platform can benefit your business in so many ways. It can bring you potential clients using the social platforms, discoverability features, um, create brand awareness for people in your area. Um, It can even create connections with other professionals in your industry, whether that's other DJs or other vendors you might have worked with, like wedding planners or photographers or anything like that. Now, in the world as a wedding DJ, other wedding vendors can have a pretty big impact on the amount of events um, and leads that are coming in for you. At La Force, a lot of our leads um, do come from referrals. Some of those leads come from past vendors that we might have worked with in the past. You know, some of their clients may have asked them for a DJ recommendation. And from that point, it's really up to the vendor on who they want to refer them to. You know, when it's time for that vendor to give a DJ recommendation to a potential client, they can refer somebody that they've worked with. They can refer somebody that they like to work with. And this is where social media can play a pretty big role in that decision for them. If you've made a connection with another vendor on social media and, of course, did a good job at the event that you guys may have worked together with, they might refer you using your social media as some type of portfolio for your work as a DJ, um, especially if you're being consistent with posting content from your events. Now, one thing that I do at every event um, is I try to make some sort of connection with every vendor that I meet. Um, so I, you know, whenever I show up to the, the, to the event, I figure out who the planner is, figure out who the photographer is, and I go up to them and I chat with them. I make my presence known to them. Um, Obviously pick up on their social cues. If they're not, if they're not in the most chatty mood, just introduce yourself and move on. But if they are chatty, um, talk to them, ask them about their camera, ask them about their event they did last weekend or get some sort of conversation going. Doing this will put a face to the name. At that point, you're not just the DJ, you're Justin or whatever your name is. (laughs) You are the DJ. They know who the DJ is um, from that point. Now, once you make some sort of connection with them, um, ask them if they have an an Instagram or social media and and get those socials and save it for later. We're going to use it in a little bit. Now, throughout the event, whenever you post anything, stories, reels, TikToks, anything. Make sure you tag them because you made some sort of connection with them at this event. They might follow you back on the socials. They might reshare your content that you posted. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've had another vendor repost one of my stories on their account and it led to me waking up the next morning to a DM of somebody inquiring about my DJ services. Just by them simply reposting something that I made and I tagged them. Whether it was on purpose or not, that other vendor got me a referral. And that's huge. This is why social media 
can be so powerful in how you make real connections with people and it leads to events for you as a DJ. I also have past vendors interact with some of the content um, that I post, which is really cool too. And, you know, by posting consistently on social media, it keeps you fresh on their mind. You know, one day they might have somebody who's asking for a DJ recommendation and you might be the first DJ that they think of because you're so um, consistent and persistent on social media. So let's take a step back for a second. Um, I think one of the most important things that anybody on social media needs to think about is why what is your why why do you want to be on social media what is your goal what are you trying to accomplish take a moment to think about this because knowing your why is going to make your life so much easier when it comes to social media and you know life in general (laughs) if you're trying to get more bookings make sure you guys are posting content that will accomplish that goal on social media. If you're wanting to create a portfolio for potential clients to look at, make sure you guys are posting content that accomplishes that goal on social media. If you're trying to go viral and be the next big TikTok star, again, post content that will accomplish that goal on social media. If if your reason to post on social media is to show your DJ skills, again, Post content that makes sense that's going to accomplish that goal on social media. If I go to your page and you say you're a DJ and I go to your account and I see a bunch of photos of a car, of your car, I'm not sure if that's the best way to accomplish your goal. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? And that's not to say that you can't post personal things on your page. You absolutely can, but it's all about balance. Like if you claim to be a DJ um, and you got... DJ in your bio and you're like, book me now, booking for weddings, whatever. And I go to your profile and you have eight photos of you going bowling. Let's say you love bowling. You got eight photos. First eight photos I see are you bowling and then one photo of you DJing. It might be hard for somebody to look at your page and say, you know what? That's my guy. That's the DJ I want to book. (laughs) I know some of you might be saying something like, Well, Justin, not everything's about social media. Not every client's going to check social media for their next DJ. You're right to an extent, I guess. You know, there's Google. There's your website. There's ads. You can pay for ads. You can rely on word of mouth and referrals. Um, All these things have been working for DJs for years. Why shift your strategy to social media? Here's the answer. I recently read an article, um, and here's the headline for this article. Google executive suggests Instagram and TikTok are eating into Google's core products like search and maps. In the article, here's a quote from that Google executive. In our studies, something like 40% of young people, when they're looking for a place to go to lunch, they don't go to Google Maps, they don't search, they go to TikTok or Instagram. So people under the age of 25 are very quickly choosing social media sites like Instagram and TikTok to influence what they do, whether that's to find a place to eat, 
find their next activity around town and very quickly it's turning into them finding their next wedding vendors when it's time for them to start planning. Now it makes sense why somebody would opt to using social media to find vendors for their wedding rather than Google. If you go on social media right now and type your city and type the word DJ right out the gate, you're going to find all the DJs in your area and you know the ones on top are going to be some of the more active, of course, and potential clients are going to look through everyone's profile and see if they like them or not. And if they come to an account that doesn't have anything DJ related or if they haven't posted in like two years or something, they're going to move on to the next DJ on that list. We're in the age where people want to see what you have to offer them. If a potential client wants to see a video of you DJing and you can't give that to them, they're going to go find somebody who can. Now, one one more thing that I want to talk about before we finish this first episode um, is the algorithms that Instagram and TikTok use for their content. And this is why it is so important for you guys to start creating and posting content on these platforms right now because they're nuts. They're crazy. The discoverability that these apps have um, is off the chain. It's off the wall. It's crazy. Um, It's possible for somebody with zero followers. Let's say you make an account right now and you post a really awesome video. It's possible for that video to go viral with zero followers. And even somebody with a decent video um, can get more views on their content compared to how many followers they have. It's happened plenty of times. It's happened to me. You know, just to give you guys a little incentive when it comes to social media, there is the possibility of going viral, but of course, that's not something you should rely on having because going viral on TikTok and Instagram is is pretty hard to do. Um, so I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't bet on going viral or, or posting content and saying, okay, I'm gonna post this and then it goes viral and then I'll be consistent on social media because it doesn't work that way. Now I know posting content on social media can be hard, especially for those of you that have never done it before. Um, and I know there are people that are listening to this podcast right now thinking that, um, you know, that they want to post on social media, but they're afraid of what people might say, that they think nobody wants to hear from them, or that they don't have anything to offer people on social media, or even they think that they're not special. Why should they be on social media? For those of you that are thinking that right now, I just want to let you know that you matter. People do want to hear from you. People want to know that you exist. People want to engage with you online and they want to see what you have to offer. I used to feel the same way when it came to posting on social media. Um, I used to not exist on social platforms because I didn't think that I mattered. Um, Then I started sharing my content and realized that people loved what I had to say. And they're going to say the same thing about you when you start posting on social media. And I I know you guys aren't going to wake up tomorrow and magically start posting three times a day, seven days a week on TikTok. That's not sustainable. Um, Instead, try baby steps. Maybe post one time a week and go from there. And the more you do it, the more 
you will get confident in yourself. And just remember, it all starts with one. Now, before we end the episode, I want to show you guys a few trending sounds that you can use on your social media um, and even give you guys some ideas on how to use them. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard this sound before. Before. After. You know, I think this is something you guys can use in so many ways. Um, the most obvious way is by doing a before and after shot of something. So you could do before and after of your DJ setup, before and after of you in your clothes before you're about to go to your event or your DJ gig or whatever you're doing, um, or even a before and after shot of the people on the dance floor. Lots of different things you guys can use with this sound. Definitely try it out if you guys need some um, inspiration. This is a good one for you. I'm going to do one more. Um, here is another uh, sound that you guys can use. For this one, I was thinking um, about maybe like a quick recap video of the event you're DJing at. So like grab a couple clips of people dancing, maybe a few shots of the gear you have. Um, you could even like prop your phone up on your DJ booth and get a few quick clips of you DJing. Um, or you can even ask the photographer that's there to just grab a quick video of you on your phone. A lot of times if you ask somebody and they're not busy, people are more than happy to help you, especially if you tell them exactly what to do and how to do it. Now, if you guys are interested in grabbing these sounds for your social media, you can find them in the link in my bio on my Instagram or my TikTok, um, and you guys can uh, start using those and uh, start posting on social media, guys. I just wanna thank you guys so much for tuning in to the first episode of the Social DJ Podcast. If anything, I hope you guys got some inspiration today to help you get started on posting content on social media. And if you guys have any feedback or questions for the show, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at JustinTheDJ. Again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you guys next week for episode two.